From WOUB News, you're listening to The Outlet, where campus meets community. I'm Beth Greenman. Each week on The Outlet, we bring you stories from the Athens and Ohio University communities. This week on The Outlet, hear about a local intersection that recently has been getting a lot of attention. So between 2014 and 2018, we have seen nine crashes uh, at that intersection. Now, of course, we have had some some recent ones here, unfortunately. And, you know, this intersection has been on our radar for a number of years. Also, hear about a new state bill sponsored by two Republicans. Those stories coming up right here on The Outlet. House Bill 6, sponsored by Republicans Jamie Callender and Shane Wilkin, if passed, would create the Ohio Clean Air Program. The accrued money from surcharges would provide subsidies to not only companies that produce zero or low carbon emissions, but also to two coal plants. Aditya Sahosa Brade talked with OU students to see how much they knew about the HB6 and problems they faced in the last few weeks. Considered as a bailout by many, the Ohio Clean Air Program would provide $900 million funding over six years to the two nuclear power plants owned by First Energy Solutions, and $120 million to two coal plants, one of which is in Indiana. The subsidies would accrue from monthly residential surcharges worth $2.50, while residents would not require paying the green energy mandate charge of $4.39. Although House Bill 6 opponents were positive to take the measure to the November 2020 ballot, fake petition circulation by nuclear bailout advocates seemed to have hindered repeal campaign efforts. Many people mistakenly signed the wrong petition, while others signed multiple times to get away from the irritating convenience caused by the persistent petitioners. Sophomore Lane Heffelfinger says how he signed the petitions numerous times just to avoid getting late to his classes. I've signed it probably three times just to get them to stop asking me. Safe jobs in Ohio and the Chinese intervention narrative created by the proponents of HB6 garnered around 846,000 unnecessary signatures. With this group paying 8 to $9 per signature to reduce competition and shelling out $16.6 million on the entire campaign, anti-HB6 petitioners had little chance to get the required number of valid signatures. As per other reports from Generation Now, another pro-HB6 advocate group hired blockers to sabotage the repeal campaign efforts. Currently, at least two blockers are facing criminal charges. The Office of Attorney General Dave Yost, who warned blockers to not harass referendum workers, has received nearly 30 complaints about blockers, including allegations of following and harassing circulators. In this burgeoning perplexity of multiple petitioning sides and umpteen narratives in circulation, unfortunately, many people signed petitions with their eyes closed and brains shut. I asked what it was about the first time because, I, I mean, I don't like signing petitions in general, but they're like, it's to keep jobs in Ohio. It's like, good explanation. I guess I'll sign. But that was about as much as I got out of that. Although the Ohioans Against Corporate Bailout Group could not collect sufficient signatures to put the referendum on the November 2020 ballot and their appeal for more time to gather signatures was rejected by the District Court Judge Sargas Jr., anti-House Bill 6 advocates can still take the matter to the Ohio Supreme Court. 
For WOUB News, I'm Aditya Sahasrabhate. Passing of HB6 would eviscerate the $4.39 green energy mandate charge and Ohioans would need to pay a monthly surcharge worth $2.50. With the lawsuit challenging the blackout period and criminal charges against blockers in question, the final verdict is expected to get delayed. A local intersection is prompting a discussion about safety near Athens High School. A recent car accident at the intersection of Johnson Road and U.S. Route 33 injured two people, including a 16-year-old Athens High School student. I took a look at some potential safety measures to be taken there. Johnson Road leads traffic coming from Athens High School onto U.S. Route 33, allowing drivers to make both right and left turns onto the highway. The street sign marking Johnson is not particularly noticeable. If you didn't know it was there, you would probably miss it. But for such an unassuming corner, it has caused a great deal of controversy. So between 2014 and 2018, we have seen nine crashes uh, at that intersection. Now, of course, we have had some, some recent ones here, unfortunately. And, you know, this intersection has been on our radar for a number of years. That was Ashley Rittenhouse. She is the Public Information Officer of the Ohio Department of Transportation for District 10, where she has worked for three years. She notes that while the amount of traffic at the intersection has not really increased over the years, the number of crashes has seen an uptick. A lot of distracted driving, unfortunately, goes on these days. People on their cell phones, people just, you know, not paying attention. Um, of course, that contributes to a lot of crashes, is what we're seeing just across the board. Uh, we are so distracted with our busy schedules uh, that, you know, we may be just daydreaming. Uh, I know it's happened to me. I've, I've been driving down the road at times and just realized how far I've driven and not, you know, I'm driving, but I'm not really paying attention to what I'm doing. That was Lieutenant Virgil Conley from the Ohio Highway Patrol. He is the Athens Post Commander and has worked at the OHP for 22 years. He has seen the patrol go through many changes, but one thing that has not changed is the discussion surrounding the Johnson Route 33 intersection. There has been, uh, historically, and I was here as a sergeant from 2006 to 2013. Um, that intersection has, has peaked and kind of valleyed several times. One option being discussed is to close the left turn option onto Route 33, which has been previously proposed. This would involve closing a median at the intersection, which is a project that would take a couple months to complete. And I agree. I think that any time we can close a crossover, so to speak, or an intersection on a divided highway and, you know, and still achieve the same mission of, of people being able to, to move freely, maybe through a different means, we should do that. Something like that is, is not something that happens overnight. Um, you know, again, we'd have to to have conversations with all the, the appropriate parties. And once we come to a decision, um, it would probably be the first of the year before it would actually happen if, if that were to, to be decided upon. For now, conversations between the Ohio Department of Transportation, the Ohio Highway Patrol, and the county engineer will continue until a decision is reached. For The Outlet, I'm Beth Greenman. That's it for our show this week. Thanks for joining us. The Outlet is co-produced each week by me, Beth Greenman, and Elise Heyman. 
were edited by Atish Badia, Susan Tebbin, and Allison Hunter. Adam Rich is our technical assistant, and our theme music is performed by Ryan Gabos. Subscribe to the outlet on SoundCloud and iTunes, or find us online at woub.org. You can also follow us on Twitter at outlet underscore woub and Instagram at woub underscore outlet. We'll be back next week with more stories from the Athens and Ohio University communities. Thanks for listening and see you next week.